Thanks for listening to FYI Stillwater, where you hear information about your local government you didn't know you need to know. Be sure to check out other news and information from the city of Stillwater at stillwater.org or find us on Facebook and Twitter. Hi, I am Assistant City Manager Paula Dennison, your host for this podcast, and with me, I've got Jenica Birdsong. Jenica is our communications coordinator, so hi. Hello. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm excited to be here. Oh, good. Yeah, this is your first one to get to host with me. Yes, yes. Okay, good. Well, we'll, we'll break you in well. How's that? <laughs> All right, sounds good. Okay, you know, we've got a couple of things going this time of year. We've got school is fixing to come to a close mm-hmm. for this year, and they've finally gotten back into session. Yes. The public school has. We'll have Mother's Day coming up pretty soon. OSU graduation, high school graduation. I don't even know, are there any proms going on this year? So at our high school gets to have a prom. There is going to be at least prom this year, so that'll be exciting Yeah. for the students. So kind of back to normal, right? A little bit. It's busier. It's definitely busier. (laughs) New normal. You can see the busy in the traffic patterns, can't you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, that's, that's good. We're all ready for some normal to come back into our worlds. Well, today our guest is Christy Driscoll. Christy is our Human Resources Director with the City of Stillwater. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Glad to have you here. So, Jenica, let's start with some basic facts about Christy. All right. Well, Christy was at OSU in dispatch before she came to work for the city in March 2001 in HR. Uh, She was promoted to the HR Director in 2016. 2016? 2015, 2016, that sounds good. Somewhere, somewhere in there. Somewhere. Yeah, there. close enough. It's a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've been with the city a long time if you came in a long. I have. Yep. Mm-hmm. This yeah. year marked my 20 year in March. Yeah. Wow. wow. 20 years. So the pandemic wasn't all bad for Christy because she got married during it and she is still a newlywed. Yes. So congratulations. Thank you. And she loves to do the planning work for her family travels. Oh, she does, does she? I do. (laughs) I like to travel. And so part of the prep work of where we're going to go and what we're going to do, where the best restaurants are, because I'm a foodie, like that's exciting to me. It's part of the fun of the vacation. Okay, so um, we usually start with some random yet revealing questions about our guest so, Jenica has some questions. You know a couple of them because you help pick them out. But we always throw one in there that you're unaware of. So. Just like my facts. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Exactly. Uh-huh. Perfect. All righty. Are you ready, Christy? Go for it. So, the first question is, what did you have for breakfast this morning? I had a couple of breakfasts this morning. Oh. So, I had a Sonic sausage burrito. And I also had a Nutty Buddy courtesy of Little Debbie. Mm. That's what I'm claiming that I've had for breakfast. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a good staple for you, though. That's like my everyday breakfast. Yeah. Those two things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. The next one is if you were a season, what season would you be? Summer. I love everything outdoors in the summer. We live on the lake in the summer. We're always out on the boat on the weekend. Um, golfing is huge. We just love to be outside. And so summer is that enjoyable. It is always warm. I like to be warm and not cold. And you just get out in the sunshine. And I just, I love it. We live outside in the summertime. So it's starting to be your time of year. It is. And I'm very excited. And I've got some vacations to plan. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it. 
All right. And the last question we have for you, which I'm assuming is the surprise. This is the surprise. Is what is one skill you wish you were better at? Oh. Um, there's a couple of different ones. Golf, because I'm a big trash talker on the golf course, but I don't have the game to back it up. <laughs> so I would say that. Um, and then professionally, I'm very excited to help people finish their sentences. So I probably need to settle down a little bit on that listening. All right. Oh, that's a good one. We'll see how many of our sentences she finishes for us. Okay, now I'm going to really try not to. <laughs> You have to finish sentences. It keeps the podcast interesting. I'll just make up an alternative ending to some of your sentences. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let us start our interview. So you've been with the city 20 years. How did you get to HR director from ag communications at OSU? <laughs> when I graduated from OSU, I wasn't sure what I wanted to be when I grew up. So the job that I had had as a student, they actually had a full-time job opening. It was working night shift, um, and so I had a baby at the time, and when he got to about 18 months old, we were doing handoff parenting. So we never saw parents in the same room because of the work schedule, and I thought, okay, it's time to grow up and get out of my comfort level. Um, I'd had some communications jobs offered, but they involved moving, um, and we didn't want to move from the community at that time. And so there was an HR opening, and one of my friends that I worked with at OSU said, you know, you should really apply. I fell in love with it. Um, it's, it's problem solving. It's people oriented. Every day is something completely new. And at least once a week we say we're never going to be surprised by anything. And then the next day we're surprised by a new something. And so that really speaks to everything that I like and I find intriguing in all of those things. And so fell in love with it and just kept asking for more and more and the growth and just kept kind of moving up and promoting and 20 years and I, I'm shocked when people say that. So human resources, um, you said you loved when you came here to Stillwater to work for City. So you serve on a national human resources board. Mm -hmm. You're very active in your profession. Talk a little bit about the credentialing that uh, human resources does have and affords and you've taken advantage of. Um, and then a couple of the aspects of human resources. Is it science or is it art? Interesting question. So credentialing, there's a number of different um, certification or credentialing levels you can go through, through through a couple of different professional organizations. So I'm a senior certified professional through IPMA HR. Um, and I serve on That's their national. It's a lot of acronyms. It's a lot. It's International Professional Management Association of Human Resources. Wow. And so senior <laughs> certified professional is my designation. And you have to sit through exams and do coursework and papers and stuff like that to become certified. I serve on their national credentialing board. And so we work on their assessment center, what the tests look like, what we want the pass rate to be to be successful. People who apply have a review of their credentials to make sure they meet the minimum requirements. So we review all of that as an ongoing. And so that's been really exciting, getting to meet people from all over the nation as part of that small group that gets to, you know, do that aspect and see where we're going as an organization for that credentialing service. So the second part of the question, um, I would say that it's a lot of everything. There is a lot of black and white that we then t paint gray, 
And a lot of it is a lot of it is um, we deal with a lot of emotions. There's a lot of emotions in applying for a job or retaining your job or benefits or concerns or scary moments that can happen at work or safety and, and security and policies and all of those. And a lot of those factors drive employee emotions. And so we have to be the very analytical side with a heart. And so you've got to balance both sides of, of that understanding of perspective, of the business perspective, the employee perspective, and what feels good and right at the end of the day. And then you get thrown something like a world pandemic. Yeah, that was interesting. So it, it, was, it was a hop, jump, and a skip of from full stop to full panic to back to we've got this in all of two days. and Which um, is amazing. It is. We've got amazing directors and employees who we put out the call for, we need you to do this and you have until tomorrow at five to totally rethink the way that you do things. From clocking in to scheduling to being at work to interacting to training, everything, give us your plan by tomorrow at five. And they came back amazingly well and we have had really great response to our employees keeping each other safe. Yes, and um, I, I can't talk enough about how our organization, yes, the great employees that we have, but also Christy as the lead of the human resources department and what are the other things that directors don't know that they need to consider when they're making those staggered work plans or, you know, somebody calling in, I'm sick or I may be feeling a little iffy and oh, I don't have enough leave still, but I need to be off that day. And all of that legal influence that you deal with, yes, the humane part of it too, mm -hmm. it's, it's enormous. And even just COVID itself has exposed so much of that. How many times have you readjusted a flowchart or uh, don't come to work if you're having these symptoms, but you can if you're having these, but only under these situations. And We've been as flexible and fluid as the CDC has been. Oh, well, that's minute that's by minute, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot of times that you're sitting there and, and supervisors are like, well, can we just have the flowchart? Well, it changes. In some cases, we were changing it on a daily basis. Uh, to, you know, be able to bob and weave and look at what's best interest of our employees and the citizens they serve and keeping those services going. And safety is our number one with new guidelines coming out. And at the front end there, there was so much unknown of what businesses should do and what our response should be and what is an appropriate response and what response is palatable to everyone. And there was a lot of conversations. And I would say as an organization, we did an amazing job but we've learned so much through it that that is even more the bigger takeaway to me is that we have a lot more flexibility than we gave ourselves credit to. And we have the ability to adapt and do things in a new way that we weren't really tested on before. And now you just feel like you're ready for anything. We are, but we're not going to take that challenge. <laughs> we're ready for a little bit of a slowdown mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. She is pretty invincible anyway. Mm -hmm. And I think she has been crowned a genius. I have. I, I've also been crowned COVID queen just for some of the response calls. I think that's just the ones who have called me like 20 times over the course of a month. They had to feel like they gave me some title. So that's the one they told me about. Uh -huh. So I mentioned the legal aspect of it. Do you practically have to be an attorney or have so much legal 
work and labor law knowledge in your hip pocket that you can just pull from because you're dealing with legality issues in the workplace every single day. Yeah, we always say one of our number one job priorities in HR is to do things the legal way, to protect the best interest of the city, which protects the best interests of our citizens and our employees. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it is, some of it is rote for us. We've we've played down that road so many times that we can quote you the law or the section or the, you know, things like that. And other times it's that light bulb of I need to Google that because I know there's a law. I just can't come up with the exact parameters of it off the top of my head. But usually we've got a pretty good idea of the timeout moment. And a lot of ours is having, making sure that the relationship with the supervisors, that they don't need to know, but they need to know the red flags to call us. And so it's kind of that offbeat scenario, give us a call, or here's the words of warning in our standard procedures. But there's a lot of, of legal and law and liability involved in there. And I've got a great team that, that mm-hmm. supports us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. And uh, our employees know to call you and call them whenever anything comes up. We're their phone a friend on speed dial. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we were talking earlier about plain language. Mm-hmm. We just happened to mention it off camera about plain language. Um, that's some of the training that the city offers. All of the training and the safety is run through the human resources department. So from a training standpoint, I know COVID has pretty much put everything on, uh, stop, don't go any further, don't pass go, don't move, almost, from the training. But talk about, tell us about your vision for training for the city employees, because Mm -hmm. this is only city employee training. Mm -hmm. So the different aspects of it, and then hit a little bit on that special leadership class that we have. Perfect. So I'll start with that. We have the CSLA, as we call it, or the City of Stillwater Leadership Academy. It is a program for our employees that they make through application. Uh, Typically, there's an interview also involved. So we only select approximately 10 a year or every other year. And so what they do is they make application, and then it's all about growth programs, um, how you grow as an individual, as a professional, project management, planning, communication, planning, finding out a little bit more about who you are and maybe a DISC style or how you relate to a team profile. So it's just giving them tips and tools to take back in their roles and to spread across their divisions and departments in some of the foundations of how we can be a better professional. I was going to say, and that's, that's us growing ourselves to be better to our customers and our citizens and our visitors Mm -hmm. and the whole, the whole gamut. Right. And we always say, you know, be that ambassador, take back the training, use it, show other people how you're using it. You know, lead by example, when you come out of that academy as an alumni, you know, we, that's what we call them as their CSLA alumni members. And we have them come back and host a session and training and, and they're kind of our leader and our contact liaison. They're also our ambassador to encourage the training. You know, we have all these opportunities. Don't let them just sit there. They're of no value to anyone if we have training, but nobody's partaking. Mm-hmm. And so that's our always goal is to keep it relevant and upfront. And, you know, if Jenica has a need, I want Jenica to come to me because if she does, I can imagine five other people have that same need at least that haven't said something. And so we do a lot of, we have some standard courses that we always offer. We have an online learning platform. But what we pride ourselves on is that catering for, if you have a request, let's get a group together. 
Let's get a special individualized training and really hit home on that. Or let's do a citywide if we see that we have areas of improvement or just strengths that we can, you know, strides that we can make. Then let's get that in there and see where our impact locations are. One of the things I loved about it when I went through it is it's not just other city employees training us on the city. It's true leadership development. A lot of Franklin Covey mm -hmm. is used. Um, we had utilized Meridian Technology mm -hmm. as the instructor. So there's, there's that elevated level of you know this is going to be really good. And I signed up for it, and I was accepted into it. So by golly, I'm committed to attend. Yes. Mm -hmm. And we have attendance policies for the CSLA, so it's not you can't no-show. They're typically a higher level of training than you find in our general offerings. And it's just we wanted that thing that you guys have identified yourselves as the next level of employee. Mm -hmm. And we want to make sure that you get that next level of training. So we have just standard training mm -hmm. across the board for any employees, and that includes the safety, the safety component side. of mm -hmm. it. Safety side, how to write a business email, customer service, ethics, any of those. We're actually looking for the upcoming year to having some um, certified DISC trainers and facilitators in-house so we can do that sweeping across the city in some of our groups and get some of those work group dynamics, communication styles figured out. And I bet you and I are very similar in our disc style. I am a very strong D with no other anything, but my shading goes to enthusiasm, which is weird, but that goes for a disc, for a D disc. Um, but that goes back to the little bit of the, the cheerleader of the HR. Anybody that knows me that's watching it is going to be like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what a surprise. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's her. All right, right quickly. Um, you love Stillwater, the community work in here. What do you love about it? Just some of the things from each. So we moved around a lot um, when I was growing up. So as military broad, and then my dad worked for Department of Defense and U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. And so my last home was Oklahoma and Owasso. And so I moved to Stillwater for school, and I never left. Um, when I graduated college, we stayed here. It has been an amazing place. I have two kids to raise them and put those, them through the Stillwater Public Schools and the activities, involvements, and athletics that they've been a part of, and just the community as a whole. Um, we've got that small town feel, and we always laugh about how small we really are because you can't go anywhere without knowing, you know, five other people and and catching up on and on everything that they've been going through and and doing. And it's just. I love the people, I love the, the schools, I love the base. It just feels right. It's home. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Anything else you want to advise us on from HR director standpoint? You can always look. We're always hiring great new opportunities. So stillwater.org slash employment. You can go online there and complete our website, see what jobs are open. There's always a link to the job description, salary information. We'd love for everybody to come join a new career with us. Great, great way to end. Absolutely. Hey, well, thank you so much for being our guest today. We enjoyed it. Thank you for having me and completing all of your sentences on your own. <laughs> <laughs> the City of Stillwater receives a lot of inquiries about just different stuff throughout the community, right? Absolutely, yeah. People just call, they email, they send through social media a lot of the questions that we get. Mm -hmm. So we have a very good one. I thought it was a little unusual 
when yeah. when we pulled it up because I hadn't thought about this before. Yeah, we but handle the, all kinds of topics. We yeah. get questions about everything. We're just information central. Mm-hmm. So call us and we'll find you an answer. So the question is, where can I dispose of multiple sharps containers? Yes, absolutely. So uh, if you have medical sharps or needles that you need to dispose of them, a lot of people are like, this doesn't seem like it should just go in my regular trash. So it does kind of relate to the city as far as a waste standpoint or an environmental program standpoint. So what you can do is you have to put it in a thick plastic container according to the Oklahoma guidelines. So not something flimsy like a two liter bottle, but something a little bit thicker. Or which, a plastic sandwich bag. Or right. Anything. Yeah, that's not going to work. <laughs> okay, good so, to but you could use like a, like a laundry soap bottle or just have a sharps disposal container so something that's that thick plastic and when it's three-fourths full you put a lid on it you can seal it up with duct tape and label it so you're going to want to write sharps or needles and then in bold caps you want to put do not recycle so someone doesn't see the plastic and thinks it's recyclable Um, and put that in your residential trash bin so you can just throw them away at home uh, according to the Oklahoma guidelines and if you want to see a little bit more of those you can go to safeneedledisposal.org and then you can pick your states and Oklahoma and that will have your guidelines there Uh, there's also a mailback option so if you don't want to put it in your trash yeah there's several companies that have services that will send you containers that you can fill up and then whenever you're done you can mail them back in and they'll dispose of them properly Um, so an example of that you could go to completeneedle.com but I think there's several other ones where you can get those mail-in options and have that kind of back and forth where they'll send you containers and you can send them back Uh, Several other places might help you dispose of your sharps or your needles, um, but you'll have to contact those businesses directly to see what their options are. So if someone tells you, hey, I heard so-and-so does a sharps disposal, you probably want to check with them first. But there's lots of options. Wow. The stuff we did not know, but now we do. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Well, thank you, Jenica. And I do appreciate your co-hosting with me today. (laughs) Thank you for having me. It was good to break you in on your first run with us. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you. Stay tuned for our next podcast. If you have a question for us, email news at stillwater.org, and on the next podcast, we'll answer a few. You can find FYI Stillwater on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, and anywhere else you enjoy your podcasts.